0: So I guess we'll just start and be like, it's our first one, like Abdullah said. Like, however it turns out, it's however it turns out. <laughs> right?
1: Yes. So when do you want to start? You just count?
0: Yes. I'll be like, five, four, three, two. Hello, and welcome to Reality of a Designer. My name is Edwin Delgado, and I'm here with Tiffany Talato. Is that how you pronounce your last name?
1: Yes. That is... Hey, everyone.
0: Yes, here. And... This is our first episode of a series called Reality of a Designer, and so we wanted to go through a couple things of what this is and why we're doing this and a little introduction. So I guess I'll just start first by saying, what is this? This is, in my opinion, it's a way to show, to talk about the day-to-day life of a designer. How do we get in the industry, all the BS that we have to deal with, and... Pretty much everything around like what is it to really work in this industry and from a realistic way not from a nice to have or the best case scenario like we're not going to be talking about best case scenario I mean sometimes we, w- we might but we're going to talk about like how it really is at least from our experience and what we know and people that we know and that's what this is um I know Tiffany has also heard other podcasts and I mean, we both have another thing. So I wanted to ask her, like, why do you think this is needed?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think you did a good job of explaining what this is. Um, why why it matters or why we're doing this. I think for me personally, um, I think it's just the fact that there's so much terrible advice that exists <laughs> that is so readily and e- easily accessible. On the internet, <laughs> from various people, um, in in some places like reputable, you know, uh, sources. But oh um, what I have found is that very few of those resources actually really talk about the nitty gritty of what it's like to be a product designer in this industry, and you know how to get into it and how to. Survive it on a daily basis, you know, like the so-called grind of it all, and, and we kind of like either gloss over those things or, or we, you know, just glorify the the perks of it, and we don't really get into, you know, the reality of things, so to speak. And that's why yeah. the, the name, the word reality, is in the name of this podcast. Is we're trying to give you the real beats
0: yeah because we could talk about like interview process but i also want to talk about why i have failed at so many interviews or what were red flags i noticed in interviews and that's an example because it's not just about say this and say that and you'll get hired because that's not really true and like something i learned is like they have to sort of like you as well and interview process is more of a feeling like hey can can I work with this person? And apart from like also what you like, your qualifications is very complex. And that's stuff that we I guess we want to talk about and talk about day to day. Like, yeah, doing a sprint would be amazing. Oh, we're going to do a one week sprint. Or we're going to have engineering <laughs> and everybody's going <laughs> to be part be nice? of this. And it's amazing. And in real life, your boss is like, hey, I need this by tomorrow and tough it out. <laughs> like, deal with it. And you're going. I will have to deal with it. <laughs> and you just sort of do it. And I don't know. I, I think it's important to talk about talk about that, like like what really happens. And hopefully if any of our advice helps to get a job, that's great. And if it doesn't, I imagine you can relate. Oh, one thing I want to point out. I don't think we're going to use this to talk about freelance. I don't want to use the word never. But yeah. I feel like I'm already past that point long time ago that's
1: not what this is about i don't think so
0: yeah this is getting a job this is like being what is it like to be in the industry of tech product design creating apps or SaaS, or whatever you're doing doesn't really matter but not freelance there's plenty of podcasts out there for freelance they're really really good i imagine go at it
1: also whatever you hear in this podcast is not going to be like super prescriptive,
0: um, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, advice, like following the the word to the T. It's really more just us sharing our perspective based off of, you know, the various experiences that we've had in the industry with all the people that we've gotten the, you know, the pleasure of, of being able to work with and meet in real life. Um, and hopefully some of those things that we share will resonate with you or will bring some insight that you can take with you or you can leave it. It's totally up to you.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good, it's very nice. Um, So let's talk about who are we? Like, why should you care or hopefully do care? Um, Well, my name's Edwin. I've been a designer for like 20 years, still in my 30s, but I've been a designer for like 20 years because I started when I was very young. I started in a time that there was no such thing as Designer, it was like you're doing multimedia. You're like, oh, that's great, and you had to do audio, video. You had to code your own things. The only thing left was just basically soldering your own motherboard. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I was past that time, thank God. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna tell anybody that just because I made it, you can make it. That I think that's messed up. Um, everybody's journey is unique and their own. And there's always a bit of luck in everything in life, whether we want to admit it or not. At least I've always believed that. I started out, if I had to do a very quick recap, I did a, I literally started from nothing. And I was, I remember when I did college and I tried doing college in an art institute and I failed massively because it felt like a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) And I got kicked out because I got sick and they, they were like, oh, you haven't made it to your classes. Then my mom thought that I was, partying which is weird because i don't really drink and then i ended up being homeless for a while And while i was homeless i would literally knock on comp- on basically random business doors and be like hey hey do you want a website they're like what's that i'm like okay the internet so there's this thing <laughs> i just have to explain it to them eventually i conned my way into getting a job and convincing somebody to hire me and working with like an association management software that was fun left after an acquisition after like two years then went to a bigger company um, Eloqua and they went IPO they got bought out then I just went other places started from day one in other random companies and I moved here to San Francisco where I'm right now in East Bay and now I'm in my current job which I will never really talk about my current job it doesn't really matter I don't think we're allowed like, to the but journey yeah just sure. the journey. <laughs> Yes, and that's yes. where I am I teach on the side design um, and I don't know I, I like reading a lot but I don't like best case scenarios is nice but that's not what we experience on a day-to-day basis so I don't know that's my philosophy and I don't know that's my quick journey I suppose I hope that that made yeah. sense but that's Edwin
1: has like the most knowledge between the two of us and he's definitely going to be sharing all the juicy bits and stories that I'm also really excited to hear about as well.
0: Oh yeah, you probably have a son. I have like so many startup <laughs> stories like oh my god when we when, like I'll tell this for another day, but there was a time when we hired actors to pretend they were employees so when a client came, our company was bigger. That was a crazy day. But <laughs> one of so many startup wow. stories. Wow.
1: <laughs> yes, see you have so much to look forward to, dear listener. <laughs> if you oh, yeah, manage hopefully. to stick around long enough, will get to hear that story. Um, I guess so. A little bit about me. Um, wait, what are we? How did we start this again? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a product. Designer. I'm a product designer. That's right. Yeah. That's what I do for a living. Um, also, a semi-traditional, non-traditional kind of path to to get to where I am today. I've been in the industry for half the time as Edwin, so around ten years. Um, and when I was going to school, I went to school, got a BFA. There wasn't anything called like UX at that time. Um, it was just like a graphic design degree. And so I went out into the world and I was like, I'm going to be this awesome graphic designer, whatever that means. Um, and some of that involved, you know, working on websites, creating layouts and, um, you know, eventually apps as well. And I realized that, um, yeah, there's like a, there's this whole new role where you get to work with different, uh, partners within a company. You get to work with a researcher, with, um, software developers, with, you know, certain stakeholders. And it was a really cool process. Um, so I was like, I want to be that I want to do whatever that's called. Um, and so, yeah, there was, like, a pivotal moment in my career where I basically left, you know, branding and graphic design behind. And I decided to become a, a full-time product designer uh, working on, um, you know, UX projects. And I've worked for uh, various companies of various sizes from agencies to consultancies yeah. to large companies, including the company that I'm working for today, which if I said what it was, you definitely would know what it was. <laughs> but I'm not going to say what it is because that's not important, as Edwin said.
0: Um, does not matter. So
1: that that does not matter. What what's more important is the fact that in all of those experiences, there's definitely, you know, key moments that I think everyone can relate to and just doesn't get enough airtime, you know. In terms of how do you hack it through tough situations? How do you deal with you know working with different kinds of people and
0: And not breathing down your neck? Yeah, and
1: and not lose team and keep going. (laughs) And you know, like we might tell you things that maybe sound a little bit discouraging, but the reality is the reality, right? Like there's lots of great things that we get to do on a daily basis as product designers. Um, but it's good to be knowledgeable of, I guess, both sides of the. the
0: oh plan, yeah. Like so I've speak. been manager and lead design and head <laughs> of design. And I've also been like, I see mm-hmm. individual contributor for those that don't know. Um, yes. and yeah, it's been, kind of, it's been kind of crazy. Like I, I've had to fire people. I have been fired. I have quit. I have quit very dramatically, like in one time, like, yeah, that was pretty intense. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I love the industry. I love what we do. We're just going to move forward with it, and yeah. just, it, it's going to be fine. Um, it is interesting, like you were mentioning how you switch from graphic design to product design. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I started out, I was doing like websites, right? And we had to use tables back then. Like, oh my god. It's like, imagine trying to design an Excel. It's like, why? OK, so you had to <laughs> design using tables. It was horrible. And you had to like fill the block the boxes up with content. That's how you made a website. But then, as time went by, I realized that, hey, this is becoming templated. I like I don't even know if that's that's a word, but like, they're creating something called templates. Like even I am creating templates for my company. And I'm like, that means templates are going to replace me one day. And I had to think about that. I was going, because why would if I can buy a template for thirty dollars, and why is somebody going to hire me full time? Like that's just doesn't make an economic sense to be like I'm gonna have you on payroll I'm gonna pay all these taxes for you and like how much space you take in the office like all this stuff and but no it's just its it just crazy if I can just spend like 20 bucks or 30 bucks on the template and I was like okay I switched to product design and then as time went by I started realizing design systems started coming into play and I'm like oh yeah. wait a second this is gonna replace me
1: there's so much more there
0: I know and I'll tell you a piece of advice that my boss, boss I had t- a while ago, I was walking to a meeting and I don't know what we were talking about, but I had my laptop on my hand and I said something about like, oh, I'll make it pretty later. And he stopped me and he's like, no. He's like, I don't pay you to make it look pretty. I can get anybody from college right now to make it look pretty. I pay you to think. And it's like, that's the only way you're not going to get replaced. Like problem solve. That's what you should be specializing in. He's like Oh, I love that. And I was like, that's right, you're not paying me to make it look pretty, you paying me to think. And it's the whole idea of you, you can't replace problem solving, at least yet, or hopefully I'll de- be dead by then. But I was like, <laughs> I can't really replace it because templates and design systems, I can literally go right now online. I mean, I can check right now. I go to UI8.net or a ton of other places and just be like, Oh, I'll just pay and just download as many as I want as a service. Like that's insane.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can do that for almost every aspect of design, probably, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work or you're going to be, you know, that business is going to be successful doing that.
0: Yeah, implementing a design system that you downloaded or inserting a template does not make a designer. At least in my opinion, like maybe a part of it, but long term, like I mean, there's a ceiling to that. Because design systems are really good to handle scale, but your job is to add new things, so like you have to break it. I don't know. I just find it very very interesting. Why did you switch from graphic design to product? Like, what was the reason uh, you? Said, I realized I did. I
1: realized use- I, di- I, realize I didn't say what that was. Oh, um, I think the biggest thing for me was you know I was sold on this idea that when you're a graphic designer, you get to work on really cool sexy pro-, pro projects or products that would get out yeah. into the world and people would see it and be an on and whatnot and and then you come to realize that there's only a very small percentage of people and agencies that get to do that work mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't pay enough money <laughs> and right, there's a lot billion. of there's a lot of opinions involved actually in in that industry and being yeah, a graphic make and branding, <laughs> and I think some people, you know, are really driven by those kinds of interactions. But I, it, it was really draining for me. Like I loved to de- get to the nitty gritty and understand like why are we doing this and how can I, you know, be the most impactful or how can I create something the most impactful for whoever is going to engage with this thing that I've just designed and. I found that um, the UX role basically like that's the foundation, the pillars of yeah. you know what it means to, to be a UX designer and, and kind of the principles that drive hopefully <laughs> what you do as a product designer. Um, it's not always gonna be perfect. And there's a lot of times you're gonna have to fight for you know, for what you think is the right thing for your users. Um, or the people who are going to interact with whatever it is that you're creating. But I love it because there is that opportunity to have that discourse, to influence the people that you work with, to do research and bring that research and let that be what influences your experience. Even
0: mess with people. Like, yeah. Go to an app and then everybody's using it and then we like... Hey, we're going to change next week a button location and see what happens. And everybody yeah. just loses their mind. I'm like, that was great. Let's just flip it back. <laughs> the power. But that's the thing.
1: You can you can test, you can play, and there's there's just a lot more opportunity to to mess around and and know that it can always change and you're you're always iterating on your work and that's the beauty of being I think that role, that being a product designer. So that's kind of what motivated. Long story short, because I Aww. want to be in control and do what I want.
0: Like, 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 I will control. Do this. I will become a product designer.
1: You listen to me now.
0: I mean, not, if you think about really it, like there, to become a product designer, if anybody wants, I mean, hopefully people are listening to this, want to become one or are one, and are trying to like, you know, push forward. Like, if you want to be a product designer, it's you have to sort of be also. A politician, whether you want to or not, you're campaigning. Absolutely. And you have to go like, this is a great idea, and I'm going to tell you why, and I need your vote, so nobody can shut this down. (laughs) It's like, and some people can't do it, which is they get frustrated, and it's kind of, um, like I I can understand because there is some part of it, and I've always had the theory it's because designers now are expected to do everything. Um, or at least anything product related, like we have to understand code. We have to, there's a debate between code or not code. I'll leave that for another day, but it's like, like you have to understand code. You have to be able to talk to, you know, different, you know, cross-functional teams. You know, you have to be able to do the design and the prototype and the research and the documentation so on. It, It reminds me of, I always compared it to doctors like, there was a long time ago where they're like, what are you? I am a doctor in the town. And that was it. You were the doctor. <laughs> but now you're not. Now it's like, you're a doctor of. And you're like, oh, I'm a heart surgeon or a cardiologist, whatever. And, like, you can just specialize. But I feel like product design is still not there yet. It's, like, getting to that point where we do so much that I'm like, okay, one day it's going to have to fracture. <laughs> and, and, like, have Maybe. names because it's too much.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I I think that this role within companies is still fairly new if you think about it and you compare Mm -hmm. it to other, you know, roles and other industries, especially like it's hasn't been around that long enough. And so I think it's evolved and we can definitely spend time talking about that, the evolution, because I think that's also really interesting as well as understanding like the history of how did we get to where we are today and and why is it so fucked up?
0: I know. It's, <laughs> it's kinda of crazy. Right. And right now there's a problem, right? Like if you think about the industry as a whole, the industry is so new. The technology has gotten so fast that the industry just wants seniors, but there's not enough seniors because there's not been enough time to create them, like or educate oh, yeah,
1: them. That's and right. then,
0: So all the juniors are getting fucked, where it's like, Do you know how to do all these things? And you're like, well, and it goes back to the whole thing. I need a job to get experience. You need experience to get a job. And But it's because of that. Tech has just gone so fast. But the industry is so new. It's like, how do you educate that? And it, there's a difference between knowing the technical aspects of it, between having the experience to do it. Because, yeah. like he said, I can make anybody look, make anything look pretty. I can pay anybody to make it look pretty. Because... That's commoditized. Like I can download an icon set. I can download a button. I can look at YouTube video. But when it comes to convincing my boss and talking to multiple orgs and planning out the roadmap and having those debates, like you it's really hard to Google that. <laughs> you can't Google or YouTube that part of it. It's just really hard.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's definitely so... I think a lot of times you'll also hear people where it's like, Oh, you just need to get the experience, you need to gain the experience, you need to practice and therefore and then you'll be that person or whatever. And maybe yes, a little bit, but also it's something that you can learn on your own. It's like a muscle that you build by just thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's product it sense, to be in right? That environment, though.
0: <laughs> like if you're not in that environment, right. It's kinda hard. Because who are you gonna bounce ideas off of yourself like well, that sounds great that only takes you so far right exactly like I think that's that's the hard part of the industry right now for those who are wanting to get into it where it's like you're all get juniors are getting screwed, but there is hope because there's only a couple things that that they're really looking for if you really think about it and it's more like can you take care of yourself? <laughs> Pretty much. And I know that sounds very arbitrary, but it's... And can you talk to multiple people in an organization? Yeah. And I'll use an example I used to give back when I used to give class, which was... Imagine you have a button, right? Okay, I'll step back. So I'll tell a story. So this guy I knew, didn't really like him. He was a PM, (laughs) product manager. And he was trying to talk to the CEO of the company. And the CEO walked away mid-conversation. Sort of messed (laughs) up. But I get why, because he was talking to the CEO as if he was also a product manager. And the CEO doesn't care. And I had to explain to him, look, and this is what I wouldn't get at. Let's just say you have a button. So if I talk to the designer about the button, I talk about like, does this break anything? How does it look? Does this make sense? If I talk to the PM, where does this fall into the roadmap? If the engineering, is this viable? Or it's like... And when you eventually get to CEO, I was like, this is how this creates second order revenue. <laughs> so yeah. because it doesn't really care about the drop shadow. They're like, what, 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 what the fuck do I care? Like that, that person, that CEO doesn't care. Um, and that's a skill you need to learn. Like, How can you take everything you do and go to every single department and talk to them in their own language? And as somebody who for a while was interviewing a long time, that was the number one question that came up all the time. <laughs> Like, how do you handle other teams? And that's what they really want to know. Like, if I tell you, go talk to customer success team, can you speak their language? Or are you just, like, that's really hard. That's the secret, not not so secret. (laughs) What?
1: That's the secret, not so secret, right? Like, they just want to know when you're applying for these jobs. Like, they want to know if you can be sort of like self-sufficient? You know, can you run on your own given whatever resources you're given? And can you work well with people? Are you able to adapt to all the different people that you're going to have to um, engage with on a daily basis in order to get shit done? Yeah. And, um, you know, you might have all these ideas of what you think design is and how you need to move forward. But the reality is, is that you don't build a product just on your own right and so And,
0: uh, and there's a fear like i'll tell you a fear that i have like so if junior designers want to know why well one of the reasons there's fear of hiring junior designers i'll tell you i'll tell you two examples like real world examples one of them so we hired this person the person was really cool really nice but everything they designed was just so costly and i was like well, this is amazing if I had 10 more engineers and six more months. They're like, but this is the right thing to do. And I'm like, I know, but this is a best case scenario. And I can't, even if I want to, because I'm only given X amount of time with X amount of money and resources to build. So we have to pick and choose. And while I know this could be the the best case scenario for this feature, I need something that at least for now is good enough. And that's not for every feature, but for what they were working on it is. And they could not get it to their head. They're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, why am I debating this? Like, I'm just like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> like, And they were very, very junior. This was their first job. And there was no compromise. I was like, I know that books say this is what we should do, that this should go through a sprint that lasts like three weeks with a full team. There's only like 10 of us here. <laughs> so that's just never going to happen. And then another fear. I remember I had one employee, and she was amazing. Like she would just like tackle everything. She's a senior designer now. She was a junior. We we're going to hire another designer, and she was going, "Oh, I want to hire this person because they seem really good and nice." And I go like, "Yeah, but I have a feeling that their problem is that they can't handle themselves, that they need to be told what to do. Mm. Well, that's not true. OK. We eventually hired the person and then in our one-on-one, like not even a month later, she goes, oh, I can't do this. Every day I have to tell this person what to do and I have to write down what they have to do. Yes. and I have to monitor what they have to do because why is this so hard? I'm like, hey, you wanted to hire the person. It's like," And they go, oh, I don't need them to like own everything. But if I say, hey, can you handle this? Can they at least try? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was just so frustrating and I was just laughing and I'm like you have learned a valuable lesson and we are now stuck with an employee that <laughs> needs to be told what to do, which is sad but anyway I know I talked a lot but those were the those are two examples of like getting in this industry is hard but there is a fear of getting you in too early if you don't you can express that you can overcome those things like you can preemptively strike that
1: yes uh I think there's just a lot of like myths (laughs) and I'm hoping that maybe in one or two or so of these episodes, we can spend the time and bust some of those myths. Um, I think that'll be, I think that'll be fun.
0: I know. So anyways, I think we've hit our limit for today as a, this is just our intro episode. It was probably like, I hope it was good. (laughs) This is our first try at it. And good enough is good enough. If not, we will never get it out the door.
1: Hey, we got started. That's the thing. You just got to get started.
0: We did it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have found our way. Yes. Yes. Hopefully, in the next, epi- in the next episode, episodes. I'm not going to know which one is the next, but like, I want to talk about. I want to hear what you want to talk about. I want to talk about startups versus big companies, like. Um, horror stories of startups or big companies. It's like, I want to hear, um, how did we get hired? How did I get fired? How did, I don't know. There's a lot of things that people need to know. Like, how does it, how do you deal with product managers? Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, I could talk like three episodes about that.
1: So many things. Those are all really great topics. Um, yeah, I think for me, I'm really interested in, Talking about like just how to stay afloat. <laughs> I know that sounds <laughs> so nice. that, that sounds so negative, but you know, in a positive way, like sometimes what you do it'll wear you out. You know, whether that's the the projects that you have to juggle or the a
0: smile, the
1: the drama, the relationships that you have to manage um, at your work, but. There are definitely ways that you can pull through in those situations. And unfortunately, a lot of the advice that I've heard out there, you know, many of them aren't very helpful. Um,
0: They don't seem practical.
1: They're just not. A lot of them are very idealistic. So I want to, like, get into the nitty gritty about how you and I work through those kind of challenging moments and, and come out on top. You know, how do we you know, protect our energy? When do we know is the right time to take a break? Um, You know, how do we uh, get out of or manage, you know, maybe conversations that aren't great? Like, yeah, just things like that, I guess.
0: Yeah, how to spend, what is, and how to spend your political capital and when.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Sometimes you're like, I'm going to save this for another day. I'm not going to say anything.
1: (laughs) And knowing when is the right time to, you know, fight for something. Yeah. When is it it worth your while? Or how to make certain decisions that um, will benefit you personally on a personal level. Because I think a lot of times we tend to be placed in a position, you know, as designers to think about other people. To think about our users. To think about, like... And oftentimes I, I tend to think about like how do I protect my engineering team? You know, how do I, you know, yeah. become the sort of like glue for my team so that this project is successful and gets out the door and, and
0: Yeah, empathy it's okay. is not reserved just for users. Empathy yeah. is for your your coworkers and, that's, and everything.
1: That's definitely one way to bring yourself out is is feeling like you have to, you know, be responsible for all of that. So it's it's knowing what's the right balance. And I don't think we spend enough time talking about, you know, like how we manage those situations and balance things for ourselves.
0: So I know and there's a there's a I've always believed life does balance. Like, yeah, I'll admit some generations are, I'm gonna work myself into the ground, then I'm available (laughs) twenty four seven and it's Saturday I'm gonna kill myself. And I'm like, that's an extreme. And a lot of us I've gone through it and thank God I don't anymore. Then there's the other extreme where it's like, I only want to work like three or four days <laughs> a week and never talk to me, but you yeah. need to hire me and pay me a big salary. I'm like, yeah, okay, and we find a balance. It Most of note. us
1: live in the gray, in the middle. Yeah. Most of us will experience these in the middle situations where it's not like rainbows and butterflies every day, but it's also not necessarily, hopefully, not hell every yeah. day either. Yeah. Um, Great. So yeah. That's what I'm hoping
0: we'll get a chance to talk
1: through in
0: the next few episodes. Well, anyways, thank you all for listening. We will take it one day at a time. Hopefully one day I can probably put a jingle or something in the beginning. (laughs) That is my goal. (laughs)
1: Yeah, lots to look forward to.
0: Yes. Well, thank you. And yes, I hope you join us for the next one.
1: All right. See ya. See ya. Bye.